Hey everybody, welcome back to the Active Dads podcast. Uh, joined with me as always, my co-host John. Good evening, sports fans. There we go. All right, so we're going to finish on the little professionalism track that we're on because this is uh, truly one of John's like career. What do you call it? Like an aspect of your career because it's not your job. But it's like I don't know. It's part of my. Well, it's, it's like really a side the, project. It's really the biggest part of my job. Really? Oh yeah, of course. I mean, when you when you manage, that's you know, yeah. I mean, it's really my job, but um. Yeah, I don't know. I look at it. That's from what all. I'm saying. Like it's well, it's a different aspect of your job. It's realistically, like it's, a part of my whole life. Yeah, but um, but yeah, major part of my job. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So the first thing that we were going to talk. Uh, wow, if I can talk, the first thing we were going to talk about is uh, teamwork. So with teamwork, everything is easier. You know, I mean, it makes everybody's life easier whenever they can work with their uh, fellow employees, their higher ups, the people below them. Their wives. Wives, yeah. Of course. Anytime you're in the family, it's very much a team activity, Mm -hmm. especially when you have a little one. Or a medium-sized one. Yeah. Well, I mean, they kind of run themselves. You just got to kind of make sure they don't run into tables and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, so. (laughs) But with the infant, you know, there's a ton of teamwork. You know, like whenever my wife's pumping, I have to do the feeding. Or whenever we're waking up, we try to hit that together. Yeah, so, but teamwork is, I mean, every sports book you've ever read, every athletic book you've ever read, you hear about teamwork. I mean, it's literally one of the biggest aspects is just having the same mindset as the people that you're working with or training with or however you want to call it. Anybody that you're putting in work with, let's put it that way. But not only does it make things go smoother, you also open yourself up to a lot more ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, with your job, you know, my job, not so much because I'm I mean, I'm part of a team, but it's really an individual's game with this. Okay. But with your job, you have to work with, I mean, you've well, probably some, got like there's four I mean, or five different sub teams, basically. There's, you know, well, there's probably six different divisions within the within the organization that, mm-hmm. that I work directly with. But, you know, I mean, mine's. Mine kind of is about three of those divisions. Um, but yeah, I mean, so we all, we, when it comes to projects and emergencies and situations like things we've dealt with today, um, we all are involved in that, that somehow. Yeah. Um, so it only makes sense that we're, you know, we organize together. We're on the same page. Everybody knows where everybody's going. Everybody knows what everybody's task is, what the, what the goal is. Yeah. Um, you know, so we're not, um, stepping on each other's toes or holding each other up realistically. I mean, you want it to be as smooth as possible. Um, and you know, it's, uh, most of the times it works. You know, sometimes like in emergency situations where you're just inundated with calls and, issues and things like that it gets a little hectic um but yeah for the most part i mean that's that's the goal um teamwork is the goal and um that's what gets the job done the fastest and the most efficient <laughs> in most situations yeah and you bring up a good point too the weakest link in a chain or excuse me the chain is only as strong as its weakest link mm-hmm. so if you've got six teams essentially trying to work in synchronization and get the job done at a faster pace. You got one team that's kind of slacking off 
mm-hmm. don't want to show up that day or they do show up, they're just not willing to put in the work, mm-hmm. that slows everybody down, not yep. just that one yep. team because somebody has to pick up that slack. Exactly. And that's one that people hear a lot um, from me. I'm, you know, I'm pretty laid back for the most part. Um, but, you know, when it when it comes to other people having to, to pick up your slack, um, that's the one that really gets my goat. <laughs> um, probably the most. Um, mm. Because, you know, what happens is you set an example um, and then other people pick up on that and other people start to do that. And then sooner or later, the same seven people are carrying all the weight while the other seven are, yeah. you know, doing it 60%. Um, and then that those people, those people that are carrying all that weight, those are usually your number ones. I mean, those are the people that you depend on or rely on the most that are in those uh, up and coming leadership roles or leadership roles who just get completely burnt out because they're carrying all the load. Um, and then you lose those people. Um, so that's the, I mean, that's the downfall yeah. of, you know. Yeah. And I mean, it goes back to, you know, the people who are motivated and people who are self starters over your basic jobbers who are just there for a paycheck. Yep. You know, they're not looking at the five year plan with the company or the retirement plan with the company. They're just looking for, you know, I get paid on Fridays, you know, those type of people. And like you said, you know, I mean, it goes same thing at the household. I am not a uh, big team person when it comes to doing the housework. I'll yeah. admit that, you know, like my wife jumps my ass all the time about like walking past the dishes yeah. whenever they're dirty in the sink. And I'm just not, I don't know. I'm just already tired by the time I get there. I've been trying to be better at it, and she's had to yell at me less over the past couple of months. You're lazy, man. <laughs> Definitely. Dude, I'm not lazy. It's just, it's that whole motivation thing, man. I'm not intrinsically motor. Is that right? That don't sound right. Intrinsically? Yeah. I don't know. We're going to look that up. That's the right word. No. We'll just move on. <clears throat> but, yeah, I'm just not motivated to do that. And honestly, like, I'm not saying that's not one of my duties, but that's yeah. not something that I do on a regular basis. So I have a tendency not to pay attention to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the yard work, every time I pull in, I'm looking at the yard, the trees, to make sure the weeds aren't growing up. You know, like those are the things that I always take care of. So those are things I kind of keep an eye on. You know, okay. whenever it comes to doing the dishes or like if the floor's been swept, she's like, did you sweep? I'm like looking at the floor. I'm, Does it need to be swept? Like I don't see anything. Yeah, see, yeah. I'm just always like I'm so ADHD about all that stuff. I'm yeah. like like – I'll probably go home today after I I go run and I'm already tired, but hmm. I'll go run and be way more tired, but I'm still going to walk in and start going up. Oh, this needs to be done. This needs to be done and doing it. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I know I'm going to have debris everywhere after yeah. the big tropical storm of almost November <laughs> to clean up, which is great. Can't wait. Um, yeah. Those of you listen to this, uh, tropical storm Zeta or Zeta. 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 Just went through a couple hours ago, and it kind of made a little bit of mess of hickory. No major damage that I could see, but we had a couple... I don't know. I don't work in Trees hickory, down so. and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, close to hickory, but I don't work in hickory. <laughs> but anyways, yes. Yeah, so that yeah. was one of the reasons why we're getting on the um, teamwork train. But while that, we're talking about t- teamwork... And you're kind of talking about your duties at the house. Now, let yeah. me drop, let me drop, you may drop some heavy stuff on you real quick. Go ahead. Because this one was dropped on me a few years, quite a few years ago as a mentor of mine when I was, uh, when I was taking some, uh, 
I was going through some counselor counseling certifications. Mm-hmm. So to go through counseling certifications, you yourself have to be count, counsel. Um, mm-hmm. Not to mention, I mean, we all have issues, and that was my first step at stabbing at some of those issues. Yeah, <clears throat> I was sitting down with a mentor who was also a counselor. Um, <clears throat> but he told me this really, really good one, and all you husbands are gonna love it. Oh, he Lord. said, that John. We're not. He said, "Do you know what your wife's job is in your marriage?" I was like, mm, well, you know, I started, like usual, naming off some, well, you know, uh, uh, like physical dinner, tasks, uh, hold my hand, uh, do the laundry, you know, those usual ones yeah. where you think, oh, yeah, because I'm outside doing the yard work, spill it, splitting the wood, feeding cows, all that stuff. <clears throat> he said, no, nah, that's wrong, John. He's like, your wife's job in your marriage is to love you unconditionally. And I was like, well, that makes sense, but is that it? He's like, that's it. And he's like, you know what your job is? I was like, I don't want to ask. He's like, your job is everything else. So there's some there's some teamwork wait for you. Your, your wife's job is nothing more than to love you unconditionally, and your job is everything else. I mean, it seems a little one-sided. It does, but... I wonder if she got the same spill just with the husband replaced with a wife in that one. I haven't heard that. That way he's kind of hit I haven't heard that because I've dropped that. I've dropped that. Um, I've dropped. Hello. I've dropped that one on uh, many people and they all just kind of give me that. Kind of the same look you gave me. The yeah. hell with the dog. <laughs> Turn the head, yeah. Yeah. So ponder on that one a little bit. That's a, that's a, that's a good one. Mm, okay. Yeah, I still think it's pretty one-sided as far as teamwork. So like we were talking about before, if I'm doing 99%. Then, see, uh, those are just called expectations. So. so what's the difference between expectation and a job? Hmm? What's the difference between expectation? Well, I guess expectation and a duty. I look at more like expectation and desires or expectation and, yeah. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so with that, you touched on, you know, like teamwork always needs somebody to lead mm-hmm. everything. You know what I mean? Like whether you got, you know, whether it's a higher position or whether it's just somebody who kind of takes on the team leader role in the same position, you always have to have somebody kind of leading the spear. Yeah. You right. know, so anytime that you find yourself in a leader position, whether it's an established position or if it's just kind of like a off the books position that you take on, mm-hmm. you always want to try to set the best example for everybody that's working around you. Oh yeah. Look, I'll go ahead and tell mm-hmm. you, I've worked for some crappy bosses. I've worked for some very crappy managers and we'll get into those in detail on later podcasts, but I've only had one or two to where they were literally leading the team that they were in charge of. You know what I mean? They yeah. weren't setting back, you do this, you do that. They weren't, like, telling us the rules while they break the rules. And, oh, yeah. like, you know, it's like, these rules apply to you, but they don't apply to me. Yeah. I've had a lot yeah. of those bosses, but there were very few that I had that, you know, when I worked at Best Buy, there was one uh, Mike over there, and he was unloading trucks with us. You know, he's a supervisor, but job needed to get done, so he was running the hand truck with us. Yeah. You know, like he was stocking shelves. He was doing everything that we were doing. Anytime we got behind, he jumped in. He still had his duties to oh, yeah. do, obviously. But anytime that he had, you know, a free five minutes, he was back there helping to sort stuff, doing whatever. Yeah, I mean, and that's he was cool. That's uh, and that's one of those things. Like, 
where, like in my experience, being able to start at the very bottom um, mm-hmm. and and do all those things um, and, and come and rise up through the ranks. Um, I think those are generally, when it comes to leadership, those are the best people for those jobs. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying I'm the best by any means. Um, I have my faults and screw ups, but you know, you have to look at those failure. I mean, failure is important in leadership. Uh, you have to learn to do it. You have to learn to do it well, but you also have to use it as an opportunity to grow. Um, a lot of people will take failure the, the, you know, the wrong way. I mean, failure, you know, one, one mistake and they're pretty much done. Mm -hmm. Um, well, if you're any kind of leader, um, in any kind of organization or role, it's going to happen. Um, you're going to make a mistake. You're going to fail. Yeah. But, um, it's still, there's no excuse for, for, you know, being, I tell my guys, and I've told my guys since day one, um, many, many years ago when I started doing this, um, I'm not going to put, I'm not going to have you do something I haven't done, um, before or will do. Uh, I, and I, everything they've done, I've done. And I don't, I, I, I miss doing that because where mm-hmm. where I'm at now, I mean, it's just you're um, you're inundated with meetings and and paperwork and all those things yeah. that I never thought I would be doing. To be completely honest with you, um, but when I was a you know mid level mid level supervisor, um, I tried to limit my paperwork to one day a week, so the other four I was out in the field, um, and I was with a different crew every other day, yeah. um, doing whatever it was they were doing. Um, trying to help say so it didn't matter what it was um yeah i can't do that so much anymore but um i still try to you know be there as much as i can and you know um but the the big thing is is uh, in my role now it's support mm-hmm. it's you know making sure they've got what they need um they have your support and what they're doing yeah. um and they know they're doing it right or even doing it wrong um but they know that you're actually paying attention yeah. Um, but yeah, you can't be one of those people that's like, yeah, I'm the guy, I'm the boss now. Um, do as I, you know, do as I say, not as I do yeah. type person that just didn't work. Um, I've worked for those people as well. Not many of them though, you know, just onesies here and there. Um, most, for the most part, the people that I've worked for have been, you know, hard workers and, mm. and kind of grown through the ranks the way I did. So, well, I mean, it could be industry too. You oh, know, yeah, like yeah. whenever uh, it's like straight out of high school, I've always done warehouse work mm-hmm. and retail work. Yeah, you know, retail was most of the worst guys. You know what I yeah. mean? Like they were maybe two years older than me, and they were already in supervisor position. Yeah, down low, they had no clue what they're doing. Like we didn't trust them because they weren't out there doing the yeah. work with us. You know, that's one of the biggest ways of building relationships and building trust with the guys that are under you are yeah. getting out there and getting your hands dirty with them. Mm-hmm. You know, it ain't like, Hey, I'm just telling you to do this. Cool. This is how you do it. And yeah. I'm going to do it with you until you get it, you know? Yep. And once you get that trust built up, then you see, oh, okay, this guy ain't just a pencil pusher or mm-hmm. just somebody's filling out the paperwork and sitting on his ass. He's actually yeah. out here moving and doing stuff too. So that's always a good one. And yeah, man, anytime you start looking at, the teamwork and you start looking at the leadership, if there's a fault in the team or if there's an issue with the coherence of the employees, usually Mm -hmm. there's something going on on the upper level of that that's creating that, you know, maybe 
they're just not having the guys work together enough. Yeah. You know, they're saying everybody's got their own little separate thing to do and they're never mingling and building trust among the team. Yeah. <clears throat> but like I said, I've been in a bunch of those situations as well. And it just never ends well for anybody, you know, yeah. and like you were talking about whenever you got that one hardworking person who takes on every responsibility they can and you've got a slacker and he has to pick up his slack. You don't want them moving on to a different position or moving to a different company oh, because yeah. they know they're not being taken care of. Yeah. You know, and that's where you just, I mean, you have to, and it's, we're in such a weird time in the workplace. Um, and with the Rona thing going on, it's even worse right now because realistically, you can sit at home and make some pretty good money. Um, I think certain industries. Yeah, I think that I think we were talking. I talked to somebody today, and you can make right now about nineteen dollars an hour just to sit on in your butt at home. Doing what? Twiddling your thumbs. I mean, for unemployment. Yeah, I thought they already shut all that down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's nice. Um, so, I mean, you know, right now it's kind of like, why would I want to come work for? Yeah. Why would I want to come work for you? Know, like, and, why would I want to come do hard work where I'm required to show up every day at a certain time? You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But now I train a couple business owners that uh, aren't essential businesses. Yeah. You know, they right. like kind of in that gray area. Mm-hmm. If they pushed for it, they could be. Yeah. But they were talking about after the stay at home order was up that their employees was asking if they could stay shut down because they were making more money yeah. sitting on the couch than they were actually coming in and working. And one of them, you know, I mean, all of them were good guys. They try to work with their employees and they try to treat their employees fairly. But one guy was like, okay, so you just want me to keep my business shut down for six months and then we go out of business and you're out of a job. Yeah. You know, like it's cool to make this extra money now as a handout. But there's zero future in that. It's yeah. going to end. Oh, yeah. You know, so he kind of had to convince his employees to come back to work so he didn't go bankrupt. Yeah. You know? So yeah, it's, it's just a weird situation. Yeah, it's yeah, it's so weird. I mean, just the, the, I don't know. I mean, that was the incentive of unemployment, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, whenever I went, had to go on unemployment for a while, I think I was making, like, 50% or 55% my average yeah. take home for, you know, like a three-month span three quarters ago or some like crazy algorithm. But anyways, it was like, you know, enough to help out to get by, but enough to where you didn't want to do that permanently. You know what I mean? It was just enough to push you you through. And you didn't want to even, just the thought of the fact I'm unemployed was like awful. That's like a kick in the pants, you know? But now, like, like seven, eight months ago, that would have still been Mm -hmm. kicking the pants. Like, I'm unemployed, oh my God. But now it's like, I'm unemployed, fools. You know, like, <laughs> I'm eating Mickey D's every night, you know, yeah. and, and well, what's bringing the, home more money than I ever had. The rest of you fools are getting up at 5 a.m. every day going to work, mm. and I'm making more money than you, you know. And I so, mean, I think it's a cultural thing, too. It is. You know what I mean? Like, I know a lot of people who are happy to get any type of unemployment they could get, you know, mm-hmm. like whenever I worked in the leather furniture or the furniture factory and stuff. Anytime they were looking at layoffs, yeah. people are like raising their hands. Yeah. Like, oh, cool, lay me off. Yeah. I'm ready, <laughs> you know? And it's just kind of weird to me, you know? Like, I ended up taking a voluntary layoff just because it was kind of getting slim pickings and yeah. I was the youngest person there. I didn't have any kids. I didn't, right. I wasn't married, well, you know? Totally kill you to do it. Yeah. It's yeah, actually probably know? one of the cooler things you did. People just probably didn't look at it that way. Hmm. <laughs> and for me, like, 
I mean, it's a great thing for me too, because I got to go back to school yeah. under the Trade Act agreement. Mm-hmm. So I actually got that was when I was on unemployment. I was actually going back to school for a two-year degree because my job got sent overseas. Right. That was one of the big incentives they gave the furniture industry back in like 2008. And I think it lasted till like 2011, 2012, whenever all the textiles were moving over. Yeah. So that's actually what paid to send me back to school, which yeah. I took full advantage of it. And I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a pain in the ass. Like I had to take my report card to the unemployment office and like show mom my grades were good yeah. <laughs> all uh, that stuff i mean they kept me on a very tight leash you know they needed to know like if i had to call in sick or if i had to call out of class sick i had to call the unemployment office and let them know that i was sick and take them a doctor's note like they still treated it as a very serious affair yeah so it wasn't all fun and games but i did enjoy getting paid to go back to school that yeah. was fun oh yeah i mean that i mean that's the big thing about I mean, as the leaders and as the, as the teamwork thing um, that pertains to teamwork or just leadership in general, <clears throat> we have to be coming up with better or, you know, better ways to, better ways to, um, yeah, it totally just slipped my mind. <laughs> I have no idea where you're going. Right better there. ways <laughs> to take care of our employees yeah. in these crazy times. Um, so, hey, you know, being being a good leader, being a supportive leader, somebody who's willing, you know, willing to roll up your sleeves and jump in there, but somebody who's willing to make sure that, you know, your, your staff, your employee, your team, your crew, whatever, have, you know, what they need. Um, mm-hmm. They have a voice. Having a voice is huge. Um, yeah. When it comes to, like uh, – you know, we we buy a lot of stuff, you know, equipment, tools, those things for for our our crews and things. Um, I mean, just giving those people the ability to say, "This is what I want. This is what I need." Not, yeah, not here's what you get. Yeah, um, those kind of things, man, are just that means so much to mm-hmm. to those guys, to people in those roles. Right. Well, um, I mean, it feels personalized. Right. You know, what I mean, right. like if you get me out there and. You know, I like Husqvarna chainsaws, mm-hmm. and you like throw me a husky or something. Yeah, I ain't gonna be too happy with that. No. You know, back yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's a good chainsaw, but this ain't what I'm used to. This ain't what I like. Exactly. You know? So I'm like, well, what do you want? What do you like? You know, what 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 do you prefer? That's what I prefer. Well, then that's what you need to get. Yeah. You know, whatever is gonna make you more efficient, safe, but actually smile while you're doing your job. Yeah, is a okay with me. Um, uh. Yeah, I mean, I, it, we just have to look at more ways to do things that... Yeah. Um, and like you said, during the shutdown, man, like there were a couple of gym owners who just basically cut their employees loose. Yeah. They're like, cool, well, this is what you can do. This is what you can't do. And yeah. I guess I'll talk to you in six weeks. Like, yeah. you got no guidance. You got no, hey, how you been? How's the family? Is everything going good? Yeah. Is there anything I can do to, like, help out? None of that, you know. Yeah. I mean, they were basically like, "Okay, well, here's this, and here's what you're allowed to do and not allowed to do while we're gone, and that's it." Yeah, you know, because a lot of gyms they want exclusivity, so they didn't want you training people outside the gym without the gym getting their cut, and uh, that was yeah. all they were worried about was you know those dollars. Yeah, you know, so that made the employees feel very cared for, as yeah. you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we run into stuff just because we're such a big organization, but um, for the most, I mean, it's it's in every organization. I mean, you're going to go through those tough times. You're going to go through those times when you're going to go through those uh, those times when uh, things are slow um, or you're going through a pandemic and 
Mm. And you just have to be creative. Yeah. Oh, trust me. The fitness industry got extremely creative during that time. I mean, the industry as a whole, you see a lot of people moving more towards the online. You saw a lot of people sponsoring posts and trying to like throw their name out there faster and try to get in front of a bigger audience. And, you know, I mean, you're sitting on your butt at home. You got nothing else to do except do that. That's true. That's true. So yeah, it's uh, it was a fun one, and that's another thing in the uh, leading from the front is making sure that your guys have all the tools they need, um, have all the opportunity that they need. That you see us, people yeah. who growth, are, yeah. yeah, I mean, you see somebody looking <clears throat> for growth. Like there's a lot of people in this industry and your industry too, I'm sure, that just they're just there for a job, you know. Like hey, I can do this, I can pay the bills. But then you got those people like I was talking about before, looking for management, or in my case, looking to take on more clients looking to become more of a, I don't want to say fitness guru, but looking to make a bigger impact in yeah. the fitness industry. You know, like you really want to cater to those people and help them grow. That's yeah. not going to take light off of you. That's going to make your team stronger. Yeah. And that's, and that's one of those things. I have this conversation a lot and I have it a lot with, um, with newer leaders or, you mm-hmm. know, a few years into it who, have been in management leadership role for, you know, the last three, four or five years. Yeah. <clears throat> and they tend to, to, they tend to get really caught up in themselves. I mean, it's, it mm. is what it is. It's nature of the beast. That's yeah. what we, when we get to those positions, our, our, our ultimate, our, what is next? You know, what's our five year plan? What's our 10 year plan? Mm. So, <clears throat> and like eventually, and I'm a, I'm a proponent of lifelong learning. I'm a proponent of, of um, you know, taking advantage of opportunities that come your way yeah. um, and and never accepting that this is it, you know. Um, so I always have that what is next in the back of my mind. But I feel like <clears throat> a lot of that rests on the work I do in developing my staff and the work they do inevitably. And what could be next for me which allows me to focus less on me and more on them Mm. because if i'm focusing on pouring what i have to offer into them and making sure they have what they need and making sure they are growing then as a team we're fulfilling those goals set forth for us and sometimes far surpassing those goals so then the people that are up there that are making those decisions of this could be the next this guy, this could be the next that guy, they're seeing our success. So then they start to wonder, where is this coming from? And, you know, it's 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 easy to see. So I have that conversation a lot. I tell people because they get so caught up in what's next for me, what's next for me. I'm like, it's not so much what's next for you, but what's next for your team. Yeah, and you have to constantly be, um, and we talked about that uh, revolving cog um, versus a revolving door. Um, <clears throat> my goal for for my my organization is is for me to spend the next six to seven years before I retire um, to continue developing the next group of people to take the organization over and be able to hand them the keys and know it's in good hands hand that off and, and watch them succeed, you know, even more when I'm gone. Yeah. Um, 
So I think that's one of the biggest things as leaders we have. There comes a point in time when we have to go, okay, have I reached my potential? I can still learn. I can still do other things, but you have to, you have to make that decision eventually. When, when have I, when have I reached my potential? What time do I have left to dump everything else I have left into my staff because, and help them reach their potential. A lot of people don't like to hear that because they're like, you know, I need more money. Like, I'm yeah. I'm only at this salary level, but I really want to be at this salary level. And I'm like, well, maybe that's because you're in your own career. I mean, you know, there's only, you know, every career kind of has its cap. Yeah. Um, and and you kind of have to look at that. Um, I mean, you can work in the public sector, the private sector, and they all kind of have different different levels, different pros and cons um, among them too. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of times, you know, you can just completely burn yourself out of your career because you're trying to figure out where that next level is and what's my next ceiling when the reality is there's really not no. you've kind of picked it there's some area to grow in that but you're not going to be you may not be the millionaire you thought you could be in that career yeah. but those people below you that are going to be the next those people that you depend on are going to be the next group of views if you don't develop them if you don't pour into them you know then you've wasted the last however many years building something just to let it fall apart well a lot of people too will keep their staff especially the people that they manage under train mm -hmm. to where it makes them look more important oh you yeah. know like they yeah. don't want to train their replacement yeah. basically mm -hmm. yeah and with that man there's it's the silliest thing it, ever yeah it's a flawed logic you it's want so to train them exactly how mm -hmm. you do things you know if you're the best in your field why yeah. would you not train five other people yeah they're only going to make you better and not to mention they're going to make you look better to yep. your bosses they're not going to look at it and be like oh well, we don't need him anymore because we got five of him be like yeah. oh well, he can train leaders yeah so we really need to keep him around there was a quote that i was trying to look up it's from Richard Branson, mm -hmm. I think Bronson maybe, the mm -hmm. Virgin Mobile guy. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it was a quote I read a couple years ago, and I really loved it. And it says, train people well enough so that they can leave, treat them well enough so that they don't want to. Yeah. And that's what you want to do. Once you get a good employee, you want to take care of them, like we were yeah. talking about. Right. You know, like, I'm not saying give them special privileges or anything yeah. like that. I mean, but you have to, you have to, you know, there's that line. Yeah. But, yeah. but you have to find out what they enjoy, what they like. Exactly. Make um, sure they're being catered yeah. to just like the other employees. Don't What's let them you? feel like they're slipping back. Yeah. What kind of training? Is there some training you want to, to attend? Yeah, like do this. All right, we'll find it and we'll get you signed up. Um, I, just, I do that stuff all the time. It's because we, but that's the thing. When I enter, even when we interview people, I'm, my, my questions are, what do you really enjoy? What aspect of this job or which area of expertise in this field do you feel most comfortable? Do you enjoy the most? Well, I really like to. I really like this part of it. I really like that part. Well, that's the part we're going to plug you into, mm. because I want you to come to work and enjoy what you're doing, but I also want you to benefit the team. Because um, if I, if you're really good at that and you're not really good at this, then it's probably not what's best for the team. However, we're also going to cross train you to learn some of this, so is it is more beneficial for the team as a whole. Um, but you're also learning, yeah, so, so that might be something you really like doing. You just haven't had that opportunity to do it or had that experience with it. So we're going to put you with somebody that's really good at it to dump some of their knowledge and expertise into you and experience. So maybe that's something you decide you want to do. Um, 
Yeah, I can see that. That way they're working their strength, but they're also working in their weakness. Right. You know, right. like when times are slow, you throw them on backhoe or something. Mm-hmm. Let yeah. them play around with that, get yeah. comfortable with that too. I can see that. Yeah, I mean, we've some of the, I mean, we, we've got some really talented dudes that, and you know, ladies and dudes that, I mean, they were really good at this and they really didn't like this, but then you plugged them in, got them with the right person, and they're like, I love doing this. Yeah. And then the yeah. next thing you know, they're going to get certifications and, licenses and all that stuff and you're like bam there you go yep um so yeah that's that's the biggie i mean you just i think that that is our biggest job as leaders is um is developing the next generation of leaders hmm. um that also goes with the kids too you know yeah i mean that's i'm it. not saying like the dad is the leader of the family but most of the time they're in more yeah. of a leadership role you they know are. Like in my house, my wife runs the house, but like she lets me lead occasionally. So yeah. I try oh, yeah. to do what I can. Yeah, my wife knows she best not talk back. Yeah. I'm yeah, laughing. but you know, whenever you're, I don't want to say training the kids, but whenever you're kind of teaching them, well, yeah, you're training them in household chores. You're training them how to run the llama and all that stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, you want to make sure, you know, like you're not going to train them the wrong way so they make you look bad. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, you're going to try to train them up to where they do the best job possible and you don't have to do it. Yeah, I mean, if you're doing, if you're leading because that's what you want to do, if you're leading because that's a passion, if you're leading because that's a desire, then you're not going to live a double life, hmm. if that makes sense. Because there's a lot of people that do it for a paycheck. They're this person on their work and they're this person on their home. I'm the same person at both places except for my potty mouth um i have more of a potty mouth at home than i do when i'm on the job that's just the whole professionalism thing but um but i don't do i don't i mean you know other than the way i talk to my wife or talk to my child i mean i'd still have the same ethics Mm. um when i deal with family situations i do with work situations yeah um and you know if i (laughs) If I treat my wife and child with respect and, you know, then chances are I'm going to take that to work and I'm going to do the same thing. And that's, that, I mean, that's the way I am. I don't, you know, yeah. well, but I do know people that are one way here and then you'll see them at work and they're just put you a different person and scream and, you know, and just, you're like, wow, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's actually one thing I had to get used to when I became a personal <clears throat> trainer was, you know, I've got some clients to where I can just say whatever around you know mm-hmm. like we're friends either way yeah. and then i've got those clients you know like my older ladies that i train mm-hmm. to where i kind of have to watch my language on that so i yeah. just kind of like i used to be an extremely vulgar person when i was younger so i've told them that back a lot and you know and obviously anytime we're doing media you know whether it's podcasts or whether yeah. i'm writing my books i try to leave a lot of that stuff out of there oh, just yeah. because i don't want to turn somebody off of the information i have to share because they don't like the words i'm using yeah. you know what i mean to me, I don't care. Like I've taught, I listen to a lot of fitness professionals and I know a lot of fitness professionals and martial artists who just drop F-bombs like commas, you know? Yeah, and I'm well, cool with that. That's the I am when I'm not here. Yeah, so I mean, it doesn't bother me, but that. I like, I don't want to, I don't want to be perceived as a person that would do that. You oh, know yeah, I mean? yeah. So I mean, and I'm like that, like, I mean, even you get at restaurants and stuff, I mean, it's, or whatever, gatherings yeah, and out things. drinking with people. Yeah, yeah. I'm not... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I I look at it on the professional level, but that's where I usually draw the line because I'm just like their words. Like That's me, man. 
they're it's, just uh, made up words and people yeah. have kind of gave them this this sentence amplifiers yeah yeah wikipedia came along and just totally <laughs> pretty sure it was before that but we'll give you that or something pedia mm-hmm. but i looked a lot of them up in the encyclopedia and they weren't there so hmm. it's interesting and a dictionary i didn't see them in a dictionary either now right, you guys like the dic- the slang dictionary but they're in there so yeah but you just have to look at the date on that <laughs> Gotcha. If it wasn't, if it wasn't, you know, in there before, like, I don't know, say 1940, then whatever. It's not really a word. It's just made up. But yeah, that's my, I mean, you know, if if you're not passionate about being a leader, then don't be a leader. That's one of my biggies. So I think it's kind of like, for the money. You know, like sometimes you just fall into leadership. That is true. You know what I mean? So like, a lot of times you don't find it, it finds you. Yeah, yeah, and that was kind of my thing coming here is I didn't, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm a slacker at heart, so I don't want to run my own gym. I just want somebody else to take care of that. I pay clients, I get my paycheck. You know, like yeah. I love to train clients. I don't love to be a business owner or an entrepreneur, so that's why I came here. But even with being here, just because of my work ethic and the way I communicate with the other trainers, I'm kind of seen as a leader here yeah. as well. You know what I mean? And trust me, that wasn't my doing. I don't I mean, care about being a leader. I'll but, flat out yeah. tell you. I mean, I never in a million years thought I would be doing what I'm doing today. Yeah. Um, I I knew I'd be in the field I'm in, but I never thought I would be where I'm at. Um, and trust me, I'm sure there's some haters out there. I mean, that didn't like the way I did it or didn't think I deserved or whatever. But, mm. you know, it is what it is. Everybody's yeah. got their opinion. Um, and I, I'll be the first one to admit, and I've admitted it a thousand times. You know, I've screwed up, made mistakes, and still do it. Um, but with that said, um, I didn't find it. It found me. I mean, mm. I was a, I was a, I was one of those guys that just liked getting dirty and working hard every yeah. day. I mean, I went, when I, when I could come home, and not even make it to the shower before I was just burnt out, hot, and passed out. Then I didn't accomplish anything that day. Yeah. Um, but I mean, but those were my best days. Yeah. But to me, the creepy part is the people who want to be the boss. Yeah. You know, like they want to be in charge. Oh, they, yeah. Like you were those talking about. the weirdest a... conversations ever. Yeah. Like, I want to be that guy. And I'm like, well, you're going to have to calm down because <laughs> nobody's going to listen to I'm you. Like, have you ever seen me act like that? And it's like, yeah. Well, no. And I'm like, well, there's a reason. Yeah. You're too high strung, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, like I said, I never thought, you know, when I left my old job, came here, you know, I was like, I'll be mid-level my rest of my career. Yeah. And then it was just another one of those, one of those bosses saw something in me I didn't, and there you go. And then another boss saw something I didn't and said, here you go. And it's, you know, yeah. but it has become a passion. Oh. I enjoy it. Um, I enjoy the the fact that I'm proud of the fact that I've managed to stay in the same field. Yeah. And I can re- hopefully or retire in the same field. Of course, after today, there's no telling. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've kind of made up, I've kind of, you know, made my decision and I'm kind of happy with where I'm at. And if that's, if this is as far as it goes, then, then it was a good ride. That's great. Man. So I got between, I that's got a good place and, to be. Now in six uh, six or seven years before I retire, and so um, whatever happens happens at this point. Yeah. So, and hopefully, I mean that's one of the things. Like I told people, I'm like you got to decide at, at what point 
you're going to be happy and satisfied yeah to where you can dump the rest of your energy mm-hmm. into your other stuff i got you yeah. cool man so final thoughts teamwork always lead from the front yep. teamwork means working with the entire team not yeah. just your little subset of team that you want to work with you got to be maverick after a goose dad <laughs> i'm not even gonna pretend to know that analogy but all right man thank you very much <laughs> peace out all right peace <laughs>